We're dinking around with Eddie and Webby. Dinking around with Eddie and Webby tonight. Oh, yeah. Welcome, everybody, to another installment of Dinking Around with Eddie and Webby. I am Webby, not Eddie. And I'm Eddie. Oh, yeah. Eddie is finally back on the show. It has been far too long, my friend. I agree. And I don't know about you, Eddie, but I do not think that we should go this long without doing an episode of Dinking Around without both of us together ever again. I agree, but I am very, very excited for tonight. I am very excited for tonight as well. We have a great guest joining us soon, but before he joins us, there is some pickleball stuff I'd like to go over first. I know that I like to go over that stuff with a beverage in my hand, so should we drink beverages this evening? Absolutely. I'd like to have a beverage, and I am super excited about what I'm going to be drinking, so if you don't mind, I think I should reveal mine first. I agree. All right, so this is a seasonal beer. It's a local Michigan brewery. They only release this for a short period of time each year. I'm always excited about it. It comes from Bell's Brewery, and this is the one and only Hopslam Ale. Oh, yeah. And it's described as a double India pale ale brewed with honey. And I already poured mine, so cheers, everybody. I will be sipping on this all night. Mm. Oh, man. So good. And it's a very strong one. This is a 10% beer, so I will absolutely be feeling this by the end of the show. I'll be sipping it nice and slow. And uh, Eddie, I don't know about you, but I always look forward to this beer. I think you've had it before, and it's one of my favorites. I agree. Nice. And Eddie, I, I hate to say this, but I think we should skip your beer reveal and get right to the topics we wanted to discuss before our guest joins us. I agree. And actually, I feel like you might be getting a bit fatigued since you haven't been on the show in so long. I'm wondering if maybe you should take the rest of the night off and I'll take it from here. I agree. On that note, um, Eddie, this has been an absolute blast. Yeah, and even though it was brief, it absolutely was a blast having you join us today. We will see you soon, buddy. But before our guest joins us tonight, there's something that's been weighing heavy on my mind lately that I feel like I should address I hate to see it, but there has been a lot of controversy going on in the pickleball world lately, and I don't normally like to focus much on negative topics during our podcasts, but everybody has been begging us to chime in, and I really don't think I should stay silent about it any longer, so here we go. I'll just come right out and say it. Yes, I did post a picture of me making the medal stand at a tournament I competed in recently, and yes, I got bronze in a bracket that consisted of only three people including myself. I'm not proud of it, but it happened, and I have to deal with that fact for the rest of my life. I'd like to apologize to all our fans that may have thought I earned a hard-fought bronze medal in a huge bracket, but the fact of the matter is I didn't win a single game in the tournament, yet I still came home with a medal, and I posted a picture of it on social media without revealing the stats of the bracket that I competed in. So if we had any sponsors... I'd apologize to them too, but we don't. So, <laughs> But uh, in all seriousness, I'm curious to know what all of you think about that type of thing. If you get a medal after coming in dead last place in a tournament, do you still proudly show it off on social media or do you basically throw it away and pretend it never happened? Uh, I'm curious to know what you guys think about that. Please leave us a comment on YouTube and let us know what you think about the matter. On one hand, like I, I played my heart out against two other great players and most of the games were back and forth and very close. But on the other hand, I played four games total and didn't win a single one of them. So basically, 
I came home with a participation medal. It was a singles tournament, though, and I'm very proud of myself for doing it. And I actually didn't play that badly, but not getting a single victory is pretty demoralizing and a hard pill to swallow for me. So I'm just curious what you guys think about that. I know I've hear, I hear people bash people on social media all the time because they'll post pictures of them on the medal stand, but they don't reveal that they came in last in their division. And in my case, sometimes people don't even get one victory, don't even win one game, yet they still get a medal because of how small the bracket was. But I did fight very hard. It was a very hard-fought division. The, the two other guys were great players that I played against. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where it was, it's always cool to go home with hardware, but in situations like that, it's tough. It's like, man, do I, am I really proud of this? Should I even post a picture of this to show people that I made the medal stand, but I did it and, uh, oh, well, what do you guys think? Is it something to worry about? Nothing to worry about? I don't know. I'm curious to see what you think. But anyways, I also want to issue an apology to anybody I ever called a pickleball snob when it comes to people that refuse to play on gym floor surfaces. <laughs> because after playing pickleball pretty much exclusively outdoors or on dedicated pickleball courts the past few years, I totally get it now. <laughs> the, the tournament that I went 0-4 in recently took place in a gymnasium, and it really is a totally different game compared to playing outdoors or on a dedicated indoor pickleball court with a tennis court-style surface. The gym floor is typically a bit slippery, the glare from the lights can be quite brutal, and the way indoor balls play and the way that they bounce off the hardwood floor is way different than what I'm normally used to. Now, don't get me wrong, I will still gladly play rec games on a gym floor surface for fun, but when it comes to competitive play, I'll definitely think twice about doing it moving forward. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that matter. Uh, go ahead and leave us a comment on whatever platform you're watching this episode on. Uh, do you hate playing on a gymnasium floor or do you love it? Do you not really see a difference? Do you not mind? Uh, I don't know. For me, I, I used to call people snobs when they would bash people that played on a gymnasium floor and they would go to uh, whatever cost they can to avoid playing on a gymnasium floor. I always called them snobs. I thought they were stuck up, but I do totally get it now, especially with more and more dedicated courts popping up outdoor carts showing up everywhere like crazy. It's uh, it's getting to the point where it's easy to find a good court to play on and you can avoid gym floor surfaces if you so choose. And I am starting to find myself in that boat lately. But enough about me. I think it's about time for today's guest to join us. Like myself and most of you tuning into this podcast, pickleball plays a huge part in his life but unlike the majority of us, most of his days are spent coaching and playing pickleball with high-profile celebrities. He was recently featured in Vanity Fair magazine and has been dubbed the pickleball coach to the stars. You may know him better as Pickleball McNasty. Please welcome to the show, Matt Manassi. How's it going, man? Good, man. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for joining us. Quite an intro. I love it. <laughs> That's right. So I've got to ask, how did you get the nickname Pickleball McNasty? Is there a story that goes behind it? Yeah, I mean, when I was uh, at Everett Academy, actually, as a you know, a high schooler and tennis player, you know, when I was a kid, uh, my last name's Manassi, so it's not too far off of McNasty. And I had a coach, uh, Christian Cowis from Honduras, that would say like, "What's up, McNasty?" You know, and and John <laughs> McEnroe was McNasty way back in the day. So uh, it just kind of stuck from then. I was always McNasty. Um, people would always call me by my last name anyway, Manassi. So. It just stuck. And then when I got into pickleball and played my first tournament, I looked at the draw 
and the, you know, the applicant list. And I saw Johnny Pickleball and I saw the unicorn and all these nicknames. And I was <laughs> like, this is so much different than tennis uh, where you have to use your actual name. I was like, all right, well, if there's a Johnny Pickleball, I'll be Pickleball McNasty. Cause uh, when I was a college tennis coach and I would travel around for you know, different cities, I would do these fun snap stories in the morning and I would be like, all right, it's Lubbock McNasty. It's Durham McNasty, whatever it was. So that's that's the uh, origin. Nice. I like it. It's got a good ring to it. It really does. <laughs> yeah. Thank so, you. So <laughs> next time I see you on the pickleball court, should I call you Matt or McNasty? Do you have a preference? Um, Either one, Matt or McNasty. All, it all works. I'll, I'll respond to just about anything. <laughs> all right. And you probably don't know this, but I was actually part of your live stream commentary warm-up act at the PPA Bear Dwarf Management Open in Cincinnati earlier this year on Pro Gender Doubles Day. I did commentary alongside Graham D'Amico for the matchup of Megan Dazan and Elise Jones versus Catherine Parento and Leah Jansen. And uh, who would have known that two of these women would be involved in one of the biggest pickleball controversies of the year? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I, I have so many. I don't have that many opinions on it, to be honest. I mean, it, it's over. Yeah. I mean, I don't I honestly sure Catherine's done this to some people in the past. I, I think there's reasons for it and, and valid reasons to why she switched partners. Um, I don't need to, to talk about those, but I think there are plenty of valid reasons for them. Um, this one, I mean, you have to have the USAPA uh, that's running nationals has to be the one that's that's governing these decisions right like she shouldn't be allowed to drop someone a day before the event that's a healthy player that's wanting to play with you um so they need to just change the rules so that it's not even on her she know these players can't make the decision um and then it would make it a lot cleaner and and better for the sport yeah i totally agree i know Catherine put something out there on social media afterwards. Elise mm-hmm. put something out there. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I think USA Pickleball needs to be held most accountable for what happened Correct. that day. It never should have even been an option for what went down. So, But Correct. yeah, I'm, I'm sure like most people, we're, everybody's probably sick of hearing about it. So we'll go ahead, we'll go ahead and move on. I mean, look, <laughs> it, it, it was controversial. I mean, I don't yeah. think anyone would have even known or second-guessed it had Dane Gingrich not put it out online. Yeah. Um, it would have just been business as usual, and Catherine would have played with uh, with Anna Lee. I mean, there, there's a lot of factors that go into that, too. They're both Paddletech players. Uh, you know, when you win a title with uh, another sponsored athlete from your paddle brand, you're going to get a bigger bonus. Um, so that, that all plays into it. And there's business decisions that are made, and um, Catherine isn't making decisions solely you know by herself there's a team around her she's a trainer now she is you know athena who's her partner and manager and uh, uh you know all the interactions i've had with Catherine have been great um with athena as well so i have only good things to say about them and you know they're going to make decisions that's best for her game um whether the rest of the pro community loves it or not you know she's she'll have to deal with that right finding partners making sure she's she's covered in the future. She'll live with those decisions, whether they're right or wrong. And I guess we, as a as a fan base or fellow pros or whoever we are, it's not really up to us to decide. Yeah, and I, I consider both Catherine and Athena pretty good friends, and they're both super nice people. So, I mean, I wasn't super thrilled to hear about what happened, but yeah, I know they definitely didn't mean to, to like, 
cause harm or be right. evil people like people are making them out to be. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it was a tough one. But um, let's go ahead and move on. For uh, anybody listening that doesn't know much about you, can you tell us a bit about your background before pickleball entered your life? Yeah, I mean, I was uh, pretty much tennis ran my life for since I was you know 10 years old or something. Um, I wanted to be a pro tennis player growing up. Uh, the writing was on the wall that that wasn't probably going to happen towards the end of high school, but, um, played college tennis at USC and Purdue, um, then went on to, uh, work at Babylon and marketing and scouting, uh, as a, you know, on the tennis side of things. Now they're in pickleball as well. Uh, and then was a college tennis coach, uh, for about six years, uh, Wisconsin, Oklahoma state and Duke had good, um, had good, uh, you know, track record there, uh, NCAA semis, uh, both years at Duke, uh, NCAA final at Oklahoma state and elite eight. Um, and, uh, then got into the pro coaching right before the pandemic. I was coaching Shelby Rogers, um, up until Indian Wells pandemic hit and, uh, forced me to kind of figure out something else to do. I was sick of uh, the tennis tour. It wasn't really what I wanted to do. I, I kind of realized college coaching wasn't what I wanted to do and um found pickleball and uh, have seemed to make a little bit of a career of it very nice i feel like it was about a year a year or so ago that i started seeing posts on social media and hearing mentions on other pickleball podcasts about somebody that's called pickleball mcnasty and i was <laughs> like i don't know who this guy is but he's always hanging out with famous people and seems <laughs> to have quite an interesting life so how exactly did you get involved in doing pickleball coaching for all these high profile celebrities yeah, I mean, so when I moved out to, you know, my first tournament I ever played in Los Angeles, I came out uh, to L.A. a week early. I was paired with Ryan Sherry, um, who's, you know, still a great friend, and uh, we still play doubles together once in a while. Um, and I was just out here to train and, and and see the level of talent that's out in California and didn't really think anything of it. And one of those training sessions you know met doug ellen who's the creator of entourage uh my favorite show nice uh, developed a, you know a friendship with him sam curry sam curry as well who's now playing pickleball and um pickleball seemed to be able to help me make real friendships more so than tenants ever had and in that one week i was like wow i feel like you know we were going to private houses in beverly hills to play with doug and and things i've never really seen before you know on mulholland drive and, and crazy things um, I was like, wow, if, if I can do this in one week of being in LA, maybe there's something here. Maybe I should look to move. I've always wanted to do something in Los Angeles. Like I said, Entourage was my favorite show and, uh, moved out a month later. I got a garage converted, uh, studio apartment, um, pretty cheap, uh, was furnished. I just drove my car out with my dad. Uh, and then he flew home and, um, you know, for a couple months I was just playing. I, I, at that point I was still wanting to play professionally so i was you know started doing that uh ended up playing with aj kohler for a few tournaments had some success success there um and finally in around february march i started coaching at uh the riviera country club um in 21 and my first clinic i i had there was with you know larry david's wife ari manuel's fiance uh, jim burkus's wife and kind of just that got me into the entertainment world and that client list. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed coaching them and getting them better and having them love pickleball. And we had a cool Sunday crew and that turned into something. And, uh, from there it just built organically and, uh, the vanity fair article came out and then, uh, branding branding was there, I guess. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's wild. Eddie and I have talked about that quite a bit, like how many opportunities pickleball have given us that like never would have happened otherwise. For example, I, I was playing pickleball about a year and a half ago in Royal Oak, Michigan, and all of a sudden I see Chris Draper and Dan Cleary of the Detroit Red Wings playing the court at the in the court next to me. I didn't realize it was really them at first. I was like, man, that that looks a lot like Chris Draper and, and Dan Cleary, but I didn't really think it was them. And so I asked one of my buddies, I was like, that, that's not Chris Draper and Dan Cleary over there, is, is it? And he's like, oh yeah, they play here all the time. So then <laughs> I got to meet them. They've been on the podcast before. And it's just like, <laughs> there's no way that would have ever happened otherwise if pickleball wasn't part of my life. And it seems like that's kind of similar for you too, with how this all came about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the people that I've met, are people that I've wanted to meet for my whole life. You know, people I've, I've um, grown up looking up to, um, sports stars, politicians, whoever it may be, people that you, you've grown fond of just uh, on TV over the years. Um, you know, what, I got flown to Kenny Bunkport, Maine, uh, a year into moving out to LA or less, and played with uh, George Bush and Drew Brees and just met a lot of really cool people and, um yeah pickleballs to to thank for that and um you know i always wanted to commentate on tennis channel for tennis uh, i always thought that could be a, a a cool occupation for me and something that I, I could be good at and tennis didn't allow me to do it and here we are now pickleball has and uh, i got to do a cool spot with brett haber someone uh commentator that i've looked up to for a long time and uh and he's like hey you know you should be you should be one of the main guys at, at tennis channel for pickleball um, you have a great, great charisma about you and all that stuff. So to hear that from someone you you look up to and that you respect is cool. Um, so it's opened up a lot of doors. It's allowed me to be entrepreneurial and create different avenues of, uh, of success, I guess, and, and just trying things out. So it's been fun. Nice. And I got to tell you, I genuinely, I think that you do have a, a great commentator voice and I think you have a great style because I listened to some of the stuff you did on the tennis channel at the Baird Wealth Management Open in Cincinnati earlier this year. Because like I said before, I did some commentary and it was kind of like the the warm up crew, but it did. <laughs> right. It actually aired on tennis channel. And it was like crazy oh, that something that I did commentary on was on tennis channel. I never would have thought that would happen. But yeah, when I tuned into you doing the commentary, I, I definitely think you have a, a great style and you're good at it because there's an art there's an art form to it it's not easy to do commentary <laughs> yeah and i'm i'm definitely not seasoned yet i'm not uh not a pro there's there's many out there definitely in the tennis world that, that are better than me i i think i'm getting decent in pickleball and um i do want to be one of those main voices for sure um but uh, definitely have a lot to learn and it's been cool because on tennis channel the, that first time doing it I was given notes uh, that night from uh, Bob Wiley and different people over there that were listening and, you know, all encouraging notes, but definitely some things that I had to work on. And then it was great because I got a chance the next day for seven hours to go back and do it again. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, for me, it was all about energy. I didn't realize uh, commentating pickleball for seven hours, you know, hour four, five, six, seven, you're not as thrilled to watch uh, right. the same thing for Ali as you were at hour one. Yeah. Um, and when points aren't exciting, you still have to find a way to educate uh, and excite the viewing audience, even if you're not that excited or the points aren't that exciting. So yeah. um, there's definitely an art to it. I'm learning. Uh, I really appreciated uh, Dave Benz as 
um, kind of the the host or, or the leader of that, uh, guiding me through it because he's he's done an incredible job for years. I know in basketball, and uh, he definitely leaned on me for the pickleball expertise. But in terms of kind of running the show, uh, he was great to learn from. Very cool. So of the celebrity pickleball players that you've worked with so far, who would you say has been the most talented, like like naturally talented and caught on the quickest? Are you, is that something you're able to talk about? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I mean, Doug Ellen's not like, I mean, obviously he's he's uh, very successful and well-known. I wouldn't, I, I don't put him in the celebrity category. Um, just it's just, yeah, it's different. Um, and he's just been playing for so long. So he's clearly the best. He's got a ton of talent, great, great uh, hand-eye. Uh, unbelievable backhand um, counterattack, all that stuff, um, and just probably the best shit talking in the game. <laughs> so uh, that 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 all goes to Doug. Um, most talented. I mean, t- to be honest, I think Emma Watson. She's the most recent one that I got a chance to work with. Uh, we were in Europe for together for a little bit as well, working there, um, and then uh, obviously on the show with uh, Stephen Colbert, uh, pickled. But uh, she has a tennis background. Um, she's very athletic. She's fit. She's committed. Uh, very good student, too. I mean, listened to everything I said um, and really took it to, to practice. Um, so I think she was the one that caught on the fastest and I think could be very good. Um, David Dobrik as well. He has a tennis background. He's good, although he doesn't listen to me as much and he doesn't want to come forward. He wants to play it more, <laughs> he wants to play it more like tennis. Uh, he doesn't like doubles. A- Emma really kind of uh she she bought into the dink and uh wanted to to learn the slow game and was uh, a very good student awesome and yeah i watched that entire pickled special and i was very impressed with how good emma was she was she looked she was a beast on the court i was very impressed with her skills and i was telling my wife like Sorry, but she she's my new celebrity crush. <laughs> she, she's on your uh, the list, right? She is. Yep, she's on the short list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she she was great, and she's she's competitive. She's serious. I mean, on the they didn't show it. There was so much stuff filmed that they cut. Unfortunately, I was left on the uh, cutting room floor. But um, I mean, she came out thirty minutes before she had to just to get like a full one on one warm up and. You know, I want to work on dinks. I want to work on drops. I want to work on drives. Uh, I want to work on returns. You know, so we we did everything one on one before. She was in a full sweat, then went back. You know, got the makeup, got the shine off a little bit, and uh, was ready to go. But um, yeah, she's she's committed. Very nice. I was impressed with Will Ferrell too. He he played quite well. Like I I didn't know what to expect from him, but I I thought he did well. At least what they showed on TV anyway. He looked like he was doing pretty yeah, well. Yeah, no, he's he's actually a very good athlete. He's a tennis player to begin with, so he has good hand eye. Um, you know, he's been seen at the Australian Open, U.S. Open, all these tennis events for years. So um, he's got some skill. If anything, he probably laid off a little bit. I think I don't know why because he was more focused on the comedy. Um, I got that impression too. Like he seemed to start strong and then I, he could, I, I, I got the impression that he saw that the, his opponents were struggling. Right. So then he kind of eased off of it. And then, but in the, but he wasn't, you know, I don't think he's agile enough or maybe seasoned enough in pickleball to, to be able to like take over a court, even for his partner. You know, if it comes to him, he's going to be great. But then in the final with Dirks and Phil, I think it was just a little bit too much because Tig, Tig is great, but she was a liability right. <laughs> in, terms of, uh, in terms of that match. Yeah. 
So we've been talking about that the CBS special pickled. Uh, for those tuning in that might not be super familiar with it, can you tell everybody like what exactly was pickled? Yeah, uh, it was a 16-person celebrity pickleball competition show. Uh, Stephen Colbert was host. Um, there was full commentary, sideline reporting. Uh, it was a one-day shoot. You know, eight teams of two, uh, quarters, semis, finals, random, random draw, and uh, the winner took home the golden gherkin and the the big prize. And uh, it was really fun. I mean, they pickleball like it does brought 16 celebrities together and people that lost stuck around and are practicing more and watched other people and were cheering them on. And in, in Hollywood, that's a rarity to have uh, talent stay longer than, than they're supposed to. Um, you know, they have an obligation to play until they lost. And normally I would think when they're done with their day, they would leave. And you, I had, you probably had 60, 70% of people sticking around for that final that weren't in it. Nice. Um, and then going back on court, and asking to play, um, you know, I, I taught Paul Shear probably an extra hour after he lost, but then I, and I was exhausted. Um, but uh, no, it was, it was a great, great thing. Uh, raised money for comic relief. That was that was the main focus of the event. Um, so uh, children's children and families facing homelessness. Um, I don't have the numbers on how much we raised yet, but uh, I think they raised quite a bit. I also did a charity event uh, alongside the kitchen. Um, with comic relief that I hosted, um, in LA. So that was another good, uh, charitable effort there. And, uh, we, we ran a little tournament alongside to kind of promote pickled and, uh, raise more money. That's awesome, man. I, and I tuned into the whole thing. I watched it with my family. I was super excited for it. I saw all the promotions leading up to it. I was super stoked. What'd you, what'd you think overall? And you can be honest, like, what, what did you like? What could have been better? What do you want to see more of maybe next time? So when it first started, I was a little nervous because the first match was a, a bit rough. Not going to lie. Right. The first match was a bit rough. But I I went into it not expecting to see a super high-level pro action. So I didn't expect a whole lot of great stuff. Uh, the first match was rough, a little, a couple of cringeworthy moments. But right. I feel like as it went, the matches got a lot better. The players seemed more competitive, and it went back and forth. Uh, they were, it was more fun to watch as far as the gameplay goes. Um, it had the the typical uh, pickleball puns that I was expecting, so some of it some of it was a bit cheesy. But to be honest, I I really enjoyed it. I thought the two hours went by quick to me. I I really thoroughly enjoyed watching it with my family. Uh, my family members that watched it with me, they are not pickleball players. They're very familiar with it because of how involved in pickleball I am, uh, but they enjoyed it. Uh, they agreed that the first couple matches were a, a bit on the rough side, but I mean, <laughs> right. it was all in good fun. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, um, but I went on, uh, I checked out social media to see the feedback that a lot of like the pickleball forum and the kitchen were giving it, and right. I was I was blown away at how much negativity that thing got. Like it, like people were saying this this is horrible for the sport of pickleball. This is a step backwards, and this is an embarrassment. But like. I totally disagree. I thought I thought it was great. I, th yeah. I feel like people were missing the purpose of this right. event. Hundred percent. I mean, I think it was first of all, it was, it was a charitable event. It was to raise money for comic relief, like we talked about, and and that that was done. Um, and it was supposed to be, you know, a lot of these ninety five percent of these celebrities had never played pickleball before. Um, you know, a few of them had trained with me a couple days leading up to it, but you know, an hour to clip and. Um, some of them had never touched a paddle or racket of any kind before. So, um, 
I think what was great about it was that they all were introduced to the sport for the first time for the most part and all loved it. Like they all want to keep playing and they want to pick up paddles. And many have asked me for lessons since. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of those keyboard warriors that uh, were writing some negative things, I think if you saw their first day of playing pickleball, it probably wouldn't have been much better. Um, yep. The, the fact that, you know, you have some big time names, um, in, in sports and entertainment there that really took to the sport and just showed how much fun you could have doing it. Sure. The level wasn't there. I think it's all about that. And obviously as you play and as you learn, the level is going to get higher and higher. So I think it was great to showcase the sport. Um, I was talking to somebody else and it was, it was like, you know, they could have picked, they could have picked anything to raise money for comic relief and use and use celebrities. Right. right. They could, oh they yeah. Could have, they could have picked uh, darts or cornhole or <laughs> basketball or, or tennis or anything. And they picked pickleball for, because, because the growth of the sport, because how fun it is, because how, you know, community driven it is. And, um, you know, I think the next version of it will show 16 celebrities that really want to be there that have, and, and they all wanted to be there, but really uh, love the game and play the game already. So I think you'll see a higher level. Um, I think the, I think it'll be a more serious competition, even though it, it will, will be lighthearted with, with comic relief and all of that. But, uh, yeah, I think it was great. Yeah. And that's, that's what I would say. My, my biggest takeaway, if we want to make it better for the next one is get people that it's not, that isn't their first time playing pickleball right. and have people that are a little bit more experienced. So the games are a little better just because there were a few people that were whiffing a bit more than I would like to see. But other than that, I mean, even even in those cases, I like the fact that it was more of a comedy special. So right. they kind of, they would call out people for messing right. up and they would make That's fun funny. little jokes in between. And I liked the way that it was edited too, where it didn't show the entire match. It just showed like some of the rallies and then it would go to commercial break and it would come back and it was close to the end of the match and right. stuff like right. that. Like I, I really liked the way that it was put together. I thought it was very well done. Um, I'm kind of like a video production nerd, so I know like what goes into a production of things. So I, I really appreciated the way that they did it. I feel like maybe the casual viewer maybe wouldn't appreciate that stuff as much as I did, but I thought it was a, a very well-produced special. I thought it was a lot of fun, and like I said before, I think it accomplished the goal that it set out to do, and it, it really bummed me out to see all the, the backlash that people were giving on social media. And like in most cases, I feel like the the negative Nancy's are the ones that always are the most vocal and put stuff out there. So who knows, maybe a majority of the people that watched it enjoyed it. Cause there were still a good amount of people that defended it and said that they loved yeah. it and thought it was great. So 100%. I mean, I, th I think, I think next time I'm, I'm hoping they use a little bit more, have a role for a coach. Uh, hopefully it's McNasty, you know, and, uh, and we, we have a little bit more airtime to really have that interaction between a coach and player and, and show that there can be growth and, and uh, strategy and all of that stuff. I also think they could, you know, the referee was great, but she, I don't think she has a ton of experience with celebrity. And I think having a ref that could kind of control the celebrities and, and kind of be on their same level and punch back a little bit, yeah. and create a, a different interaction there would have been really fun as well. Um, so, uh, you know, it was all learning for them. They had never done a, a pickleball production before and to film 12 hours in one day and cut it down to two, uh, is a tough thing. So I think next, next time they're going to have a little, uh, more of a clear vision going into it. Um, and, and maybe, maybe it'll be episodes instead of just one special, uh, and they, they could do more. So we'll see.
Nice. Well, I, I will definitely tune in. I will be excited for that. And uh, going back to what you said about having a ref that can kind of push back and be a little more, uh, have more fun with it. That reminds me, Eddie and I have done some exhibition matches at the Beer City Open where we had another pro player being the ref or somebody that's a, like a good character. Like last year we had Lee Whitwell be the referee right. and she roasted us the whole time. Anytime we right. made a mistake, she would call out the unforced error. She was mic'd up and stuff like that. So stuff like that would be super fun. So I, yeah, I think that would be a great yeah, idea I mean, for the I, next I think, one. I think the commentators that they had, like I honestly think if they had someone, someone like me commentating it sarcastically would have done, but you, but you can only, you need someone who knows pickleball yeah. to be able to do that. Um, you can't, you know, carry champion and the other guy was great, but you know, they, they do traditional sports. So they didn't even know what a sarcastic comment would be. That would, that would see, that would fit for pickleball. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all learning experience, but I thought it was great. It accomplished, you know, all the goals that it set out to, as you said. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping, hoping 2023, we do another one. Nice. And another thing that really bothered me is before the thing even aired, people were bashing it, like oh. just because people that they right. didn't like were involved in it. And like to right. me, that's like the biggest problem with this country is people, <laughs> if there's somebody that is vocal about something that they don't agree with, they just totally cut them out of their lives. They don't give them a chance. They'll never support anything they do. And I think that is horrible and a stupid thing. And I hate it. <laughs> Correct. I agree. Yeah. I mean, um, for whatever reason, uh, you know, Colbert is, is, a polarizing figure um you know 50 percent of the country likes him and 50 percent doesn't um you know and and wherever you fall on that that's not up for me to decide he he was great all my interactions with him were great and but the bottom line is he made a show that was all about pickleball that was all about fun and that was uh raising money for a great cause so yep. to to have any opinion going into it um that is negative before watching it um i think is pretty counterproductive yeah and i'll be honest I, i've never been a huge stephen colbert fan i don't hate him but i've never been a big fan of his but i absolutely loved the fact that he did this and he brought good humor to it so yeah i, I thought it was great so all the haters you can just shove it <laughs> yeah yeah agreed stick on stay on facebook yeah <laughs> Yeah, I can, honestly, I feel bad for people that aren't able to enjoy stuff like that. Like, just I just feel bad. Something must be going on in their lives where they can't find the joy in yeah. simple things. <laughs> but, I've just never, I've personally never felt so strongly about something that I had to go online and write negative comments towards someone. Um, I think once you get to that point, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I don't know. I, I go by the old saying, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Yeah, that's pretty much how I am too. On social media, if I if I say something negative, somebody had to have really, really gotten under my skin. And you have no idea how many times I'll type out a real angry response to somebody, but then I just delete it before I even right, post yeah. it because it's like sometimes right. it just feels good just to type it out there. Like, man, if I would have sent this, you would have been feeling so bad. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, but uh, so overall, what do you think? Do you do you think pickleball will be a successful mainstream spectator sport? Or do you think it's just something that is too hard for people to follow if they don't play it? Because I'm I'm kind of on the fence about that whole thing. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm on the fence. Um, I I understand the nuance. You understand the nuance. There there is serious athleticism involved. Um, 
you know, I just played this pro event this past weekend. I was exhausted. Um, and I, and I, I know what it takes to be great at this sport and how much effort these top guys are putting in. Um, it really is a professional sport. And I think it's, I think it's exciting and entertaining to watch. Um, the numbers say otherwise currently, you know, the viewership isn't there necessarily on the streams. I think tennis channel is actually having pretty good numbers from what I've heard. Um, but in terms of just streaming, uh, for PPA and MLP and stuff, it, the numbers are, are relatively low, but that, that might be also just kind of like a marketing thing within the sport. Like not many people know that tournaments are going on. We're not really getting right. it. The, the mainstream there, you know, people know celebrities are playing, um, you know, that the Colbert specials blasted out all over social, um, on pretty big time accounts all the time. Um, so, you know, the amateur side of the space, you know, that's the growing side that that's where I'm kind of putting all my money on or, or my time and focus. I do think as you build these personalities, you know, the Tyson McGuffins and Ben and, and Annalie Waters and, and all these up and coming talents, it should once you once you can build personalities there then people will tune in um i know there's some stuff going on in the next year with different documentaries and docuseries that that should help um along in that path so yeah i'm on the fence too we'll see i i think it's too early to tell you know people two you know two years ago was what two and a half years ago is ppa started coming back with their events you know that's not that long of a time to really say whether a pro pickleball is going to succeed or not right. um it's still too early. I think the growth has been insane. So we just have to keep plugging away. I think the schedule is a little bit too chaotic at the moment. There's too many events mm-hmm. um, so that there's not really value in each event, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Well said. I definitely agree with all the points you made there. Um, I want to ask a couple more questions, uh, celebrity related before we part ways. <laughs> um Matthew Perry recently did an interview with Diane Sawyer, and he mentioned something about a perfect day for him would involve playing pickleball. Did I hear correctly that that you've actually given Matthew Perry some pickleball coaching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I work with. Uh, yeah, he was quoted in in my vanity article actually. Um, but yeah, no, Matthew. Matthew's great. Um, I've worked with him for about a year now. Um, last two three months, I mean, he's been so consistent, like almost every day when he's here. Um, so yeah, Matthew's great. I mean, he had a good tennis playing background as a kid. Um, obviously it's been a couple of years since that. And, and he's had, uh, a tumultuous, uh, journey of, of getting through addiction. And, um, now he's on the other side of that and just came out with his book. Um, obviously why he had that interview with Diane Sawyer and, um, no, he just loves it. You know, it's he comes out and he gets a great sweat in, um, and uh, we built a cool little community at, at the Riv of, of players that he likes to play with. And uh, he brings, you know, people that he likes and, and I bring other coaches and, and it's just a fun, fun crew. So Matthew's great. Yeah. Nice. That was a great interview, too. It was it was great to hear that he's kind of finally getting his life back on track yeah. in the right direction after all the stuff that he's been through. So that was great to hear. And I was watching that with my family. And when he mentioned pickleball my family's jaws dropped and they looked all at me because they all know I'm obsessed with pickleball. And they're like, what? He mentioned pickleball. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. No, he he's, he's obsessed. I mean, um, I believe he's building a court, uh, at his house and, um, yeah, I mean, it's look in, in LA, it's really blown up in the last couple of years. 
Um, and it's just something that's so social and, and fun and obviously a good workout. And um, whether you're a celebrity or, or a normal person, pro player, whatever it is, you know, you're going to enjoy it. And um, I'm glad Matthew's found it because it's given him something to look forward to every day. And, uh, you know, I know he's upset we're not playing tomorrow on Thanksgiving, but <laughs> we'll, we'll be back at it Friday, I think. Nice. All right. I got one more celebrity related question that I want to get to. Um, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Kirby enthusiasm. So I loved that Larry David mentioned uh, pickleball during one of his episodes. So is you mentioned earlier that you've played with him or him and his wife or something like that. Is is he anything like his character or is that totally like a huge exaggeration? I mean, uh, first of all, he's a great guy. Um, his wife, Ashley, is awesome as well. Uh, we had a we have a, a good group of of, um, you know, them and their friends that we had, a, it was called a Sunday crew. We've all been traveling and doing a million different things. So that's not as, uh, uh, it's not moving as much as it used to, but, but it will. Um, but Larry, Larry's great. Um, his character is a little bit more neurotic and, uh, and, and crazy than he actually is. He's just, a, he is that funny though. Like, so the character you see on, on screen, the, the funny side to it is definitely all him. Um, and he can he can get into character very quickly nice. uh, to do a funny bit, you know, about pickleball or something like that. And uh, yeah, you know, not to talk too much about him, but one funny story, you know, after that Hiroshima say episode, he, he did it. He did a Hiroshima say in person once. And I thought that was pretty funny and cool. But uh, yeah, him and uh, him and his family are great. Uh, spending time on the pickleball court with them has been great. So, yeah. Nice. That's good to hear. I, I absolutely love that show. This is one of my all-time favorite shows. And I got to know, have you ever heard him say in real life, in person, pretty, pretty, pretty good? <laughs> I have not. Okay. I have not. I have not. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, most of these, uh, I mean, I work, the people I work with, uh, celebrities or not, are people that are down to earth. Uh, yes, they have a, a big name and and uh, everyone knows them, but they're they're normal and nice and grounded and uh, love pickleball. Um, people that don't act like that, I, I generally don't work with. Um, so I, I'm lucky and fortunate to have a pretty cool group of of clients, whether they're celebrities or not. Um, and it's been fun. It's been a fun little little journey out here. I think 2023 has has a lot of fun things in store. So I'm excited. That's awesome. Well, McNasty, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to meet with us. Uh, but before we part ways, we always like to give our guests a chance to say anything they want to our audience. So if you want to tell us about any upcoming projects you have or how to follow you online, whatever you want to say, the microphone is yours. I think I'm... Uh, I'm well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, I know we've been trying to get this in the works for a while. So um, it's been a fun chat and fun hang. Sorry I couldn't join you with the beer myself, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, 2023 is going to be fun. I'm going to be joining this project, I believe, out of South Carolina called Crush Yard. Uh, a bigger announcement about that will happen, you know, in the next couple of weeks. Um, so I'll, I'll be in Charleston quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, follow follow my, me at Matt Manassi on Instagram. Uh, I'm part of the kitchen as well. Uh, we do a lot of cool content together and, and, and fun things and events. Uh, but yeah, look, uh, this journey in pickleball has been great for me. It's changed my life. Um, I think pickleball has changed a lot of other people's lives for the better. And uh, I'm excited to to continue spreading the gospel of, of the greatest sport that we all love. And um, yeah, 
Happy Thanksgiving. Nice. I love it. Happy Thanksgiving and have a great night. All right. You too, brother. Man, that was a lot of fun getting a chance to hang out with Matt Manassi, a.k.a. Pickleball McNasty. And I can't imagine getting a chance to play pickleball with all these high-profile celebrities like he does. But I absolutely love that fact. And the fact that all these celebrities are just as obsessed with pickleball as you and I are, that is very cool. Yet another sign how far pickleball has come. It's officially made it, and it's only going to keep getting bigger and better as time goes on. And I absolutely love that fact. But that's going to do it for us here today. Hopefully, on the next episode, Eddie will be able to join us for the entire thing. It's been far too long since Eddie and I have been together for an entire episode of Dinking Around. So hopefully it happens very, very soon, and I think it will. But that's going to do it for tonight. And until next time, this is Webby, not Eddie, signing off.